Welcome back to another episode of Lady, You're Scaring Us. I'm Hillary. I'm Taylor. And I'm Marisa. And the boys are back in town. The boys yeah, are back me. in town. Hi. We missed you, buddy. I know. I know. All right. Well, that's enough of that. Mm-hmm. Especially my little guy over there. Me? Yeah, yeah. I was all right. No, you weren't. <laughs> I could feel the pain in I your voice. Okay. I got through it. it was, yeah. It was rough. I saw the tears streaming from your face. So, yeah, now you guys need to do one without me. That would not go well. Yeah, uh, sure it would. Because we would just be giggling like two little 12-year-old boys, probably. Okay, that's true. Yeah. And we would just talk about you the whole time. Like, there would probably be large segments of, like, two minutes of nothing but cackling. Because we would do some stupid. I already have to cut that out. <laughs> well, it would be more. It would be more work for you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So I better just stay. Yeah, you better not. No, you need to do one without me one day. Well, I'm sure we'll have to at some point. Maybe. I don't know. You pretty much run this mother fucker. Anyway. <laughs> who runs the world? Cats. Who runs, who runs the pod? Hill. Who runs the pod? Hill. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. She said, yeah. Anyway. Marisa? You did very good, though. It was a good story. Oh, good. I'm glad. My mom um, had positive, all positive things to say as well. She said it wasn't as... <clears throat> oh. She said it, it just wasn't as loud because you weren't there. <sighs> Hot take. Maybe she should turn it down. <laughs> Maybe you should not talk about my mom that way. I think she's a lovely woman, and I meant no respect, <laughs> disrespect. Just meant me turn your volume down. No, she's a big fan. You know who's a big fan? I think Angel. I honestly think Angel. that... Angel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Aunt Jill sounds awesome. I'd she love to meet her one day. Anyway, um, I think my mom is a bigger fan of Hillary than she is of me. It happens. Anyway. Aunt Jill likes Taylor, but she likes you too. Hell yeah. Oh. Sorry. Because <laughs> she was like, she, I think me and Marisa are like the same age. I think we are. That's the only yeah. thing you got. Yeah, well, that's fine. I don't want to make <laughs> out with her. I just wanted to say hi. <laughs> All right. So yeah. that's enough of that. All right. All right. Let's get, let's get back into the flow. Okay. Business. So I got uh, a story for you guys. Okay. About a little little guy, a young man named Gannon Stout. Oh, so, a local kind of. Well, it's kind of like it starts not local, but it ends up being local. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's spelt like Stotch. Like I thought it was Stotch, but it's Stout is how it's pronounced. It was su- suggested to us by Sarah, our friend Sarah, because it started in the story starts in her hometown of Colorado Springs. Okay. And ends where? We are. We are. About um, 20 minutes from here. Yeah. Gannon Stout was born September 29th, 2008 in South Carolina to Landon and Al Stout. Albert, Al, whatever. His mom's name's Landon? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Al Stout was born September 8th, 1984. He joined the Army after high school and served over a decade and then joined the National Guard after that. So thank you, Al, for your service. There's not, I couldn't find a whole lot of information on his mother, Landon, or like how they met or whatever. I couldn't, I really couldn't find anything on that. But Gannon, when he was born, he was premature. He was three months early and weighed only about a pound and a half. And so there was, you know, a lot of stuff about how, you know, he was just a miracle baby Mm -hmm. and, you know, he persevered. So I don't know what happened between Al and Landon, but they did end up separating and divorcing. Was Gannon their only child together? Um, They had one other one. uh, I cannot remember her name. But yeah, they had a, a, a son and a daughter. Okay. Al then met his second wife, Letitia, in 2014 on a co-ed baseball team. So I'm not really sure how long after they first met that they got married. 
But Al and Letitia had a rocky relationship from the start. Soon after being married, allegations of abuse and infidelity surfaced. On whose part? Both. Oh. oh. So they were both hitting each other and fucking other people. Um, Letitia also had a strained relationship with both of his children. She just, that I'm gonna that just sounds like a fucking bitch name. Le- Letitia? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. What's wrong with that? I don't know. And she actually went by Tisha. Okay, that sounds like a bitch. (laughs) Maybe maybe it just sounds like a bitch name because I I know what she did. Anyway, probably. Oh, you're a little biased. Yeah. Have you heard the story though? I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say I watched her trial. (sighs) Oh. Yeah. Anyway, so Letitia also had a strained relationship with his children from his first marriage, and including Gannon, of course. A little bit more about Tisha. She did have a daughter from a previous relationship named Haley. She taught in the Horry County School. Horry She's County? a teacher? Mm-hmm. Like a real Horry. teacher? Um, I don't know. Or was she a Horry that she, teacher? Like, Okay, so hang on, let me let me let me get through this. Okay, so the Horry County School System. She taught in the Horry County School System from November 2010 to June 2015, where she was a paraprofessional. Do you know what that is? Yes, like an aide. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she was a special education teacher. She a real one. I don't know. I kept talking about her teaching certificate. So I don't know if she went to college. Like, I don't understand. College usually doesn't give certificates. I think you just take a handful of classes and then you could do it. And of course, no, I think I think you have to have like an actual degree to be a special education teacher, Mm -hmm. like a legit special education teacher. This is also in North Carolina at the time. So I don't know if they're, if they have different Eh, laws. Maybe. Maybe. In North Carolina and Colorado. Uh, She also taught in Marion County, but her teaching certification was suspended in May of 2016. She was at Palmetto Middle School as a social studies teacher for for 2015-2016 school year, but she breached her contract by, quote, abandoning her teaching duties with the district after seven days of employment. She just didn't show up. So she says that this was due to the military move because Al was Mm -hmm. in the military, um, because at this time is when they moved to Colorado. So she was like, they had a, a quick move and so she couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, finish out whatever her she, duties. If that were true, she's probably like, I don't fuck about this job anymore. We moving. Right. right. So um, then she received her Colorado teaching license in March of 2019. She was participating in a three-day orientation at Mountain Ridge Middle School when she was fired on January 24th due to inconsistencies in her employment. And you know what this reminds me of is Charles Cullen. When he kept getting fired because they were like, oh, there's inconsistencies in your employment like the dates don't mm-hmm. match or whatever like they were looking for a reason to get rid of him this kind of sounds like the same thing why would you fire somebody just because they had some inconsistencies in their employment when you saw the you know like you hired them in the first place exactly you saw their resume exactly so that doesn't really make any sense to me but like why would you um, check after you hired them right right so she was fired on january 24th Okay. This was three days before Gannon, uh, he was 11 years old, went missing. On January 27, 2020, Al was away at a military training in Oklahoma. Letitia Stout called 911 to report Gannon missing around 7 p.m. She stated that he left between 3.15 p.m. and 4 p.m. to walk to a friend's house. So she's calling police and she was like, my stepson's missing. He went to a friend's house between this time and this time. Police are like, okay, cool. What's his friend's name? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. 
Well, where does he live? Yeah, I don't know that either. Yeah, do you let your kids just go off with a friend with no name and you don't know where they live? No. And he's 11? 11. So she didn't know the names of any of his friends, where any of them lived. And this would actually be like the first of quite a few stories that she would tell about what Mm -hmm. happened that night. Um, And it's like, well, you said he walked. Does the friend live three houses down? Do they live around the corner? Mm -hmm. Exactly. You don't know where your kid was walking to? No, she doesn't. All right, bitch. So already she's, you know, one stepmother of the year. Mm-hmm. Even if he what, did just go missing, she's still a piece of shit. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> For not even knowing where the hell he is. To be fair, when I was a kid, I would just go outside to play. Because there was like, my neighborhood was like full of kids. So like, technically my mom probably didn't know where I was, but she knew the vicinity of where I was. So the fact mm-hmm. that she didn't even know. You probably had boundaries. Like, don't go. <laughs> I didn't have shit. You didn't have like a don't go out of the neighborhood. Well, I couldn't go out of the neighborhood. That's what I'm saying. But it was a big-ass neighborhood. But I'm sure that but your she, mother but knew. She, she you're knew not at general, this house. Yeah. She you're knew at the this general house. place where I would be, yeah. Whereas because, this lady has no clue. No clue. Because like if because Nicholas used to play with a bunch of kids in the neighborhood. And I'm like, okay, well, if he's not here, he's here. If he's not here, he's over here. Like, I knew who he would be with. Yes. Yeah. Before I even called 911, I'm going to go check every single one of those houses. And scream, Nicholas! One time, I really did think that he was lost because I thought that he was at this one friend's house and he wasn't there. Like, I checked all the friends' houses and everybody's like, no, I'm not sure where he is. So I immediately, he's dead and I'm crying. He was in the game room. <laughs> of well, your own house? Yeah. Well, that was when Tyler still <laughs> lived at home. coming from the inside of the house. So he was he was playing a video game with, with Tyler whenever Tyler was still living there. I had no idea he was back in the house. No clue. <laughs> Hey, you probably should have checked your house before crying. <laughs> I thought I did. Did you call the cops? No. Oh, okay. No. Don't I just checked the one I... room in the house where the kids are always at. Amy, I was like down the road in the neighborhood and Amy calls me and I'm already crying. And she was like, he's here. Babe. <laughs> he's been here the he's entire here. time. He never Come left. home. So I pulled into the driveway. He comes out of the house and I'm bawling and I just hugged him. And then he starts crying because this was back when he was sweet and loved me. Um, <laughs> he <laughs> has feelings <laughs> because I was crying. Yeah. Anyway. I'm sorry, mom. I'll never stay in the house again. Well, like, you know how when you're a little kid and you see one of your parents cry for the first time, it freaks you out. Yeah. That's probably what it was. Yeah. Back when he had feelings. Yeah. Not anymore. Now he's just a red-blooded teenage male. Yeah. Anyway, so Al comes home the next day, obviously. To because come, his kid's missing. Yes. He comes home to help look for his son. Um, Letitia picks him up in a rental car. She mm. said it was because she didn't want to go over her mileage limits on her um, leased car. You ever um, leased a car? No. Me either. The look on your face when you said <laughs> no. What the fuck? That's what poor people do. I mean, pay that shit a fool. Yeah, yeah, so, I but never... I guess you can't go over so many miles no. before you return the vehicle or right. whatever. I don't know. Okay, that's weird. Um, so she didn't want to go over her mileage in her lease car while searching for Gannon. Your stepchild that could possibly be dead? Yeah. No, she's super I don't worried want to about go over my miles. Looking for him. I don't want to use the tread on these tires. So I'm going to rent a whole ass other car. Mm-hmm. Which you have to pay for the mileage on that too, but whatever. Bitch, get on a bike. Anyway. Like, if you're looking for your kid. Go next door and be like, hey, can you drive me around and help me try to find the kid? Get in the back of the cop car. Walk. Walk. Yeah. Hmm. She had also told him that she had parked her car at the school that she was working at because he didn't know that she had already been fired. So she didn't want to use the car. She didn't even want to use it to get home one She day. didn't want to use the leased car because of the mm-hmm. mileage, but she also left it at work. 
This is what she told him. He must have been used to her lying her ass off or something. You know what? She's just probably a narcissist and really good at making bullshit sound good. So he was probably like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Don't Maybe. want to roll over. I don't know. Leaving it at the school doesn't make any sense. Well, so he was a little kind of suspicious of this. I think like at this time, their relationship was already kind of headed towards divorce. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really make sense to him either, but... He was like, okay, whatever. Did they have any children together? No. Okay. No, they did not. When searching for Gannon, Al did drive by the school and noticed that her car was not there. He found this suspicious and notified the police. On the 29th, Letitia had an appointment with investigators at El Paso Sheriff's Office. She showed up in her own vehicle now, two hours late, and the vehicle had been freshly washed. She also came in with like a notebook of notes like to stay on track as to what she was going to say, maybe kind of weird. Like she, she, like Like she she was trying to keep her story straight. Right. So now she tells investigators that she had had been held at gunpoint by a man named Eduardo on the the day Gannon went missing. She said that he raped her and then abducted Gannon. She then cleaned up the area before calling police. So she cleaned it up out of fear. Even though the man's gone. Yeah. And it's, and she's telling the police this like a couple days after Gannon mm-hmm. was missing. Right. So he went missing on the 27th. This is on the 29th. Okay. Police at this time took her phone and applied for a, war- a warrant for DNA samples. Letitia begins to pant. She says that she's struggling to breathe and having <laughs> chest pain. She's then rushed to the hospital. No. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, stop. Knock it off. Quit it. You're fine. Deep breaths. You'll be fine. Do you want some water? So after she's cleared at the hospital, she just leaves. I mean, she's not under arrest. She just leaves the hospital. An officer didn't go with her Mm -hmm. to like, or they didn't say, hey, come back after. No, from what I read, it was like. They were probably like, just get out. (laughs) Yeah. I think from what I read, like maybe law enforcement was there and she just didn't say anything to anybody. And she just left the hospital. Mm. By January 30th. Gannon is classified as a missing slash endangered person. In an interview with KKTV on the 31st, Letitia addresses some claims and rumors that apparently were um, circulating on the internet. I think I saw this. Probably. Where she's like not even facing the camera. Yeah, I know there was one where she was, Mm -hmm. she like had her back to the camera Mm -hmm. because she didn't want her face. Yeah. Which. On the news. Yeah. Who fucking knows? A stepmother that doesn't want her face on the news when her stepchild's missing? Well, because there were rumors circulating that she had something to do with it. So she fucking did. And apparently she some is death Eduardo. What, do you, what, what was the guy's name that she said? Eduardo. Oh, Eduardo. Is this the only interview you're going to talk about? No. Okay. Well, uh, only like... I just know that there was one interview that I watched where the whole time she's not even talking about Gannon. She's talking about herself. And how she wasn't involved. And like, there was nothing like, we just want to find Gannon. It was like, I didn't do this. And people said I did it. Like, it was just nothing. I want to see a picture of some this of bitch it, afterwards. Some, some of this, of this interview was, the was same like way. that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, she reports that she was not in hiding. I guess there was something going around saying that she wasn't hiding or that she was in hiding because she hadn't been on social media or on the news lately. But she said that she wasn't in hiding, but there have been death threats made towards her and her family. She stated in the interview how she's been taking care of Gannon. She had been taking care of Gannon because his mom didn't want to. Yeah. So I don't know why he had custody of Gannon. And, and mom didn't. Yeah. 
But she also said that she hasn't gone home because there have been a number of death threats, like 20 death threats made at her and that Al's ex-wife, Landon, was in her home and she was told that she couldn't come home. I remember that. Yeah. So I guess... Gannon's mom flew in. Yeah. And and was was staying. staying. And so this is why I think at this time... So Letitia couldn't put her bitch assness aside Mm -hmm. and was like, went and stayed somewhere else because she didn't want to stay in the same house as Landon. The child's mother. Mm-hmm. While they're looking for Gannon. Right. Huh. Like like I said, she couldn't put put her pettiness. Aside when the kid is missing. Right. Exactly. She was fucking jealous. Then she goes on to say how she and her family are searching for him and that she just wants him to come home, that she loves him so much. She kind of ends the interview with a message to Gannon. She says, I can't wait for you to come home and show everyone you're safe. And I hope to get a sincere apology from everyone who thought I hurt you, especially my husband. Um, We love you and miss you. It's like... Mm-hmm. A bunch of shit. So I did want to play just a, a portion of okay. that of that interview. Um, yeah, she's so bitchy throughout the whole thing. And I better get a sincere apology. Mm-hmm. And for what? Just to get her <laughs> like the sound of her voice too. You just need to. I don't like her face. You don't like her face. Mm-mm. I don't like anything about her. So I just play a little bit of it. It's like death threats, right? Right. Death threats are one of them. My family's getting lots of death threats. We counted over twenty some. Death threats already. Twenty some. Um, mm-hmm. Two. My husband's ex-wife is living in our home, and of course, I'm not mm-hmm. coming home to do these things and to help with the family. When and I'm the whole time, she's not even looking at the camera. Um, and then many other things that happened with the El Paso County Police Department. You know, and in doing the investigation, I was told I wasn't complying. And can I elaborate on that? Please. Yes. So. Yeah. Fuck you. Anyway, let's go on. What a little was bit she further. saying? She just said, that, and the ex-wife is at the house. Yeah. What does that have to do with anything? Because some things have been turned and twisted. You know, that was one of those stories you were talking about where people say things. Um, we had to hear things like, who would let their child go out at dark and, and things like that. And that and that's just why I don't want to answer that. Um, if I had to give... I'm not going to say that part. That's okay. Never mind. Right. I can take that out. I understand that it, it gets tricky with yeah. that stuff. Do you feel like... I asked you what I need to. Do you feel like this is going to help kind of turn the tide of... What feels like a witch hunt, in my opinion? I hope. Is it, am I on camera now? You are still. Okay. okay. Um, I you think that a lot of people can see that I'm not missing and see that I am being cooperative. And But to me, it's okay that they think those things because my the way someone thinks about me, I don't have a problem with that. My main thing is I would never want someone to think that I would hurt Gannon or any of the children in our home because that's just not the case. I've spent my whole entire life working so hard in education. Um, there was even things online that was talking about my education license and I shouldn't even be a teacher. And they just didn't know that. Like we moved on a military move and I didn't finish up my contract. So I gave up my license in that state. Um, it had nothing to do with any criminal activity, you know, or any so again, of those things. Like you said, just, just talking about herself. On my professional status, you know. And do you feel like these are just internet detectives? Who I couldn't have them. done anything to Why this kid would you even because care of this, this, and this. About doing those things because this is a child. You're telling me that you're just as mean. You're just as hateful to talk about someone else like that. That's how I feel. Like, we just should not. We should all come together and wait until the end and, and see what happens because Gannon's going to come home. Any message for Gannon? The message for Gannon I have is, Gannon, when you get here, you'll be able to truly tell what happened. 
And then I really hope I get a sincere apology from everyone who has made all those things, especially from my husband. We just wanted to add a message to Gannon from my family, is that we love you, we miss you. She's like, let me do that again and cry. Come home and let everyone know you're okay. We love you. There's a part she wants to sit there and talk about. This is a child we're talking about here. You couldn't put this aside. You couldn't put aside your differences with the baby mama because her kid's missing. Mm. Mitch, there was a there's a part in, in the middle of the interview too where he was like, you know, I never met Gannon. Tell me a little bit about him. And she's just going on about, oh, he's such a sweet kid. He was always, you know, willing to help. He was always so respectful, like saying all these nice things about him. Like, mm. so on February fourth, a neighbor. Roderick Drayton shows police his home surveillance footage that shows Letitia Staunch, St- sorry, Stalk, getting into a red pickup on January 27th at about 10:13 a.m. with Gannon and returning alone at like 2:19 p.m. Now, I kind of debated on even putting this in there because, like, if you, the timeline's kind of off because if you watch the video of the surveillance camera, I don't know how he could tell that whether Gannon was there or not, or whether he returned or not, because you can't really, it's not really, really clear. You can see somebody getting in this red truck, but that's it. And even in some of the stuff that I read and watched, it was like the timeline was a little off. They don't even know if like his cameras were reading the correct time. And like, you can kind of take this for what it's worth. I don't know if it really has anything to do with it, but I didn't really look deeper into it until after I'd already written this part, but just a disclaimer, if you will. By February 13th, 2020, search efforts expand to the neighboring counties. Gannon's parents are on the news pleading to the public for any information, telling Gannon that they love them. And it's like Al and Landon are both, and their um, daughter are on the news. Like, please, if anybody knows anything, just mm-hmm. let us know. Like they are like, he's still alive and they're talking to Gannon and like Gannon, buddy, we can't wait for you to come home. We love you so much. And actually like promoting and advocating for his return rather than just right. trying to save face. Right. So Al at this point is just getting more and more suspicious of Letitia, especially with her inconsistencies. So like, it was like, He went to a friend's house. Oh, no, I was raped. And then he was abducted. Like, so he cooperates with police and records a pretext conversation on the phone with Letitia. And so Letitia tells her husband five different versions of the event. At first, when law enforcement... five different times? Is this just a... This is all in one conversation that they're having. Well, actually, between like two days. Okay. Okay. These conversations that they're having. So she says first that when law enforcement came to the house on the 27th, the abductor was still in her residence and that she tried to tell law enforcement that somebody was there, but they didn't pay any attention. So she's saying that she was trying to give them subtle signs that somebody, yeah, that somebody was in the house. house. Yes. Okay. Um, she said that she had been raped by a man in her residence and that he abducted Gannon and that she knew the identity because his identification card fell off out of his pocket. So she had his name, the Eduardo, that a man followed her from the Petco and at some point and was laying in the middle of the road in front of a car. When Letitia stopped to avoid running the man over, he jumped into her car and made her take him home and raped her. By the way, all these rape allegations, she never had any tests done, like rape kit done or anything. Um, She refused to have it done. Did you? Correct. Yeah. In the, uh, in her court case, they had Mm -hmm. the same nurse there and, 
she took some pictures, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden Letitia just left. Yeah. She did not want to have any of that mm-hmm. done. Well, hmm. the same nurse. It was really interesting. That whole, I, I watched her testify. Um, Letitia and Gannon, this is another story that she told, were on County Line Road um, in northern El Paso County. And Gannon is right, was riding a bicycle in the area and fell off, hit his head, and was abducted by some man. Letitia stated that the blood in the corner of Gannon's room was a combination of hers and Gannon's. In this explanation, she stated that the abductor anally penetrated her and Gannon with an object, and she was tied up at some point in the abduction, and the abductor was still there whenever law enforcement were there that night. So those are all her different stories. Yeah. And then even in her... Well, I'll get to her... her I'll, I'll get to more. So There's actually off, more. It started off with, oh, he went to a friend's house. Oh, mm-hmm. wait, no, we were abducted. Oh, no, wait, this happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He fell off his bike and the person picked him up and took him. Yeah, just some guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's actually more that she will, she will, she will rattle off. Yeah. By February 21st, the search efforts had stopped. Police already believed at this point that Gannon was already dead. Letitia Stauk is an official suspect and an arrest warrant is signed. Letitia has left Colorado Springs and is found and arrested in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina for the murder of Gannon Stout on March 2nd, 2020, and she was then extradited back to Colorado. Letitia was formally charged on March 11th with first-degree murder of a child under 12 by a person in a position of trust, child abuse resulting in death, tampering with deceased human body, and tampering with physical evidence. On March 17, 2020, bridge inspectors with the Florida Department of Transportation found a suitcase under the Escambia Bay Bridge in Pace, Florida. I drive over that bridge every day that I go to work. Mm-hmm. When they opened it, they saw what appeared to be a boy's body wrapped in a blanket. This was the body of Gannon Stout. I remember hearing about this when they found him. How the hell so, are you all over here? Um, I think Grace might tell us. Oh I am going to tell, tell you. Tell us. Tell us. All right, so Dr. Susan Ignacio, um, she helped perform the autopsy on Gannon Stout in Florida. She said that Gannon suffered 18 stab stab wounds, 14 blunt force injuries that actually fractured his skull. Are you fucking kidding? And one bullet wound. Ignacio says Gannon's entire body was decomposed, some of his bones were showing, and he was wearing his clothes the clothes that he died in. Ignacio described blunt force injuries to Gannon's head, including a hole in his jaw from a gunshot wound. The manner of death was ruled a homicide. During the autopsy, a toxicology report was done. Acetaminophen, which is Tylenol, and hydrocodone were found in Gannon's system. The medical examiner says he found the hydrocodone unusual, but wasn't sure if he had a prescription for it or not. Al Stalk, Gannon's father, he said that he had a prescription for hydrocodone from a hand injury he had. He kept the prescription in his nightstand and never gave it to any of his kids. He said the only he and Letitia knew where it was. Hydrocodone is an opiate for anybody who does not know. Um, He also had defense wounds covering his legs and arms. (laughs) Gannon did. During the trial, it was revealed that on the 27th, just before 5 p.m., Letitia actually asked her daughter, Haley, to pick up some carpet cleaner, trash bags, and baking soda from the store. Hmm. On January 28th, Letitia drives her car to a short-term parking lot at the airport and rents a Kia from the Avis dealership. This is what she picked up. Okay, and that's where her car was. Yes. Okay. 
Letitia returns to the short-term parking lot about 7 p.m. and allegedly moves Gannon's body to an unknown area to hide the body. Investigators believe that Gannon had been in the car because Letitia wanted to avoid her husband discovering his body. (laughs) Yeah. Haley then picks her mother up in her own car at 10.30 p.m. on the same day. On January 29th, the rental car is returned about 9 a.m. by Letitia. February 1st, Letitia and her daughter Haley begin to drive cross-country. Let's just go on a, a little vacay when our mm-hmm. stepson and stepbrother are missing. We're just going to take a I can't ride. believe nobody was watching her. Well, oh, yeah, was... she hadn't reported it at that point. Never mind. Yeah. Right. So, um, well, on the first she had. Oh, the yeah. First, it was on the 27th. She said that he was missing. Yeah, why but, was nobody watching her? So, um, one thing that I watched was that the police were like, yeah, basically, before she was arrested, because of so many death threats, they were like, you should probably get out of here. Gotcha. So, she was like, so she oh. took this opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Literally went to the from Colorado side of the country. Yep. Of all places. They were going to the beach. They were going to Pensacola Beach. I guess so. Letitia rented a van for the drive. Gannon's remains were also in the van at the time. Then apparently they made it to Pace, Florida. And then they went back. This bridge looks good. How did she? She had to have done that in like the dead of night for no one to have seen it. Didn't she do it like? Because that bridge is pretty heavily populated. That's what I was going to say. It's a pretty high traffic. I'll I'll Mm -hmm. video it one day. Like once we release, like the day after, I'll video going across it. Um, Yeah, it had to have been the middle of the night. I think I want to say they. She did. They were working on it. There were people working on it. Not after midnight though. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like it couldn't have been after midnight. Um, I don't think they were working on it at that time. So, um, Letitia, by on February 11th, she had changed her plea um, to not guilty by reason of insanity, like they all do. It's reason like, of insanity? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, listen, oh. I'm That's about to get to like, some really good shit right here. Like, bitch, you insane, but you're not. Insane, right. You're crazy, but you're not certifiable. Right. Right. So here's the. I hope oh, she got. Body Are you ready for this? You guys, I watched this the whole Mm -hmm. thing. I watched it. I watched it real live time. Fuck. Are you ready? I, yeah, I would be tanning outside and I'd have it on. I'd be watching it while I sat outside tanning. That sounds like a good day. Don't you Mm -hmm. miss when we could tan? Yes, I do. I'm so white right now. I know. Hillary and I are going to. You guys both look disgusting. And we do. We're going through a little bit of a seasonal depressy. We miss the beach. Yeah. Well, it'll be right around the corner. Yeah. Just hold on, guys. It'll be Not right. soon enough. So her big plea or her big thing was that she had DID or disassociative. That's what I think about that. Dis- Dis- thinks it's bullshit. Disassociative identity disorder or formerly known as multiple personalities. personalities. So the thing about DID is that even though it's in the DSM, which is the Diagnostic Manual for Mental Illness, there are even many psychiatrists that are like, yeah, that's bullshit. First of all, it's it is a highly controversial yes. diagnosis. And if it's real, it is very, very rare and very difficult to diagnose. And it has to come from like extensive trauma. It's almost like... Um... <laughs> You know how priests, like, you have to meet certain qualifications to have an exorcism? Yeah. <laughs> like, they got to know a language they've right. never known before. <laughs> they've got to know things. There's no way they can. It's kind of like that. Yeah. If you can qualify for an exorcism, you might have DID. You might have DID. Okay. 
That's good. Yeah. 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 So this is so this is some of the stupid shit that Tisha said. She said on January 26th that they went on a hike. And this, I guess, was a Sunday. They would normally go to church, but they didn't go to church this day because she saw Michael, the archangel. Or arch, arch I think that's what but she kept calling him Archangel. Also, <laughs> that's Col- just the way she talked. Also, Colby Bryant had died that day, and <gasps> she really did. You say, did you just say Colby Bryant? Isn't that his name? No, it's Kobe. 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 I don't even know <laughs> basketball, and I know that. Fuck. Uh, Can we start over? I no, think I'm you need to leave. I think you need to leave. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Kobe. I'm calling that from now oh, on. Oh, and it starts God. with a K too, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh boy. K O B E. Oh. Kobe. Oh fuck. Anyway, so she really. My favorite basketball player is Colby Bryant. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been more disappointed in you. I love I sports. Now. You're a terrible lesbian. Colby Bryant. <laughs> Can we let it go? No, I like it. Rest in peace, Kobe. <laughs> Disrespect. I'm so sorry. I don't even know basketball, and I know that. I think that everybody knows that. too. Maybe that's okay. why you wrote it like Maybe. that. We're, we're gonna uh, go with that because otherwise we can't be friends. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Friends. We'll be friends, but don't ever do that again. I'm so sorry. Fuck. The name of this episode: Colby Bryant. Right. <laughs> Dumbass. I'm sorry. Good. <laughs> that really upsets me because I worked really hard on it. No, you're doing great. It was just up until Colby Bryant. <laughs> right, so... O'Neal. <laughs> Wait, that's not how you say it? <laughs> that's better than Colby. Oh my anyway. gosh. Kobe had died. And she really loved Kobe, so she was really upset about this. Then she went on to say something about there was a fire in the house and how she kept just snapping in and out of, like, consciousness. She said that at one point she was in the garage. Wow, I can't talk today. Garage. Naked. Naked. So Listen to that Milton accent. (laughs) Naked. I'm actually from Pace. Naked as a jaybird. What they say about Pace girls. No, that wasn't me. Pace ass comes easy. No, it wasn't me. Naked as a jaybird. Naked as a jaybird. And then this is where she thinks that she got the the rape stuff from. Because she was naked. Because she was naked (laughs) in the garage. Then she said something about how she had kept seeing her stepdad and that she texted her boss and said that her stepdad had just died, but he had actually died when she was like 19. That she keeps seeing these guys that she was... This is all documented? Of what this she- is what she said. Oh, so it's not true. No. Okay. She also said that she was very she paranoid. She did text her employer and say she yes. couldn't go to work because her, her, her stepdad, stepdad had died. Had died. And she's like, I well, don't yeah, even that's remember probably that. what she told him to take the body. But she doesn't even remember that. And she's like, and that's weird because he died when I was like 19. So I don't know. But I kept seeing my stepdad. And um, she also thought, kept saying that there was someone in the house. And then this is, so this is one of the other stories. So it was like the house caught on fire and that's why they had to leave. But then she came back and this guy, Ed, Eduardo, was going to clean up the carpet that had caught on fire like nothing did not make any sense apparently they think gannon dropped a candle yes that's what she said in his room Mm -hmm. and it caught some things caught the carpet on fire but that she had put all of the fire all the flames out she stabbed him 14 times it was 17 
Excuse me. Was it 14? I don't know. She stabbed him a lot. Anyway, oh, it was a lot. Um, anyway, but the flames were out, but then they still left the house. But then she just kind of drove around a little bit and came back to the house. Like it, nothing that really made any sense. And then she said that she kept thinking that there was someone in the house and that she was just really, really paranoid. And that when she went upstairs, she went into Gannon's room and that there was somebody in a cape. She kept seeing this guy in a cape. Zorro. And she And she had a gun and she's like which is weird i never keep my gun i don't even like guns and but then she shot at the guy in the cape and she didn't know that that was ganon but that ganon was actually standing on his bed covered in a blanket but she thought it was a cape and she shot him well she didn't shoot shoot him maria her other person one of her personalities shot him she lost she's Mm-hmm. She lost me. Oh mm-hmm. no! Don't worry, oh, because oh, but wait, there's, there's more. more. The 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 fucking psychiatrist that the prosecution had or the defense had believed her. Yeah, uh-uh. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Um, she also said that it was one of her male personalities that drove all the way down to Florida. She doesn't want to give his name because she doesn't want to get him in trouble. She doesn't want to conjure him. Victor. Victor. And she said, too, that they, when they first started driving, she was driving him, his body, to his grandparents' farm because they were going to bring him back to life. But she kept using terms like paranoia. She even used the term word salad. Like, bitch, you look this stuff up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there obviously there were um, conflicting opinions which is normal for like defense and prosecution or two different forensic psychologists or psychiatrists excuse me to have conflicting opinions about whether somebody meets criteria for you know not guilty by reason of was it mental disease or def- or defect so one said that she does suffer from disassociative identity disorder the other claims that she did not and that she was actually faking her symptoms entirely Dr. Dorothy Lewis conducted the Sandy examination for defense. She's a clinical psychiatrist who used to teach at New York University and Yale University. She's 200 years old. She, oh, apparently was also the subject of HBO documentary called Crazy, Not Insane. Lewis concluded that Stouch was insane at the time she allegedly killed Gannon and that she suffers from disassociative identity disorder, vastly contrasting the findings of Dr. Torres. That lady was really, really, really old. She's 90 years old. Okay. And she actually, I get apparently is pretty notorious for agreeing that somebody has a mental illness. Like a, she's a, one of those forensic psychologists that are like, oh yeah, they are. they're crazy when they're not. She was also late to the trial every day. Yeah. She was fucking 90 years old. So she says that, that Leticia was psychotic at the time and not in touch with reality she said she was the most complex patient she had ever had oh yeah it's 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 really wild so no she's not (laughs) thank you dr taylor yeah you're welcome another psychologist said that you know it comes down to a credibility contest which experts uh expert does the jury believe more this watchel i guess that's how you pronounce it they said i think it's a male okay He said that usually when sanity is brought up in a criminal case, it's because there is a clear and well-documented history of severe mental illness with the defendant and that the existence of a mental illness is not disputed by the prosecution or the expert. But 
Letitia has no history. We begin to wonder if she was exaggerating, Taurus said during the, her testimony on Thursday. All of, all of this seems a bit far-fetched to me in terms of disassociative identity disorder. And then Lewis, like you said, said that she was one of the most mentally ill people that she had, that she had ever met. One of her personalities was Maria, which she, you know, we already, that's the one who shot the, the guy in the cape, whatever. It's really unusual. This is what Watchell said, especially for somebody who is claiming disassociative identity disorder for that person to never have been diagnosed with PTSD or never mention anything to a primary care physician. That's unusual. This is a huge hurdle and defense will have to get, will have to get over. So there's nothing in her past that has said that she has multiple personalities or any type of mental illness. None. He said, if I had concerns about her, I would have placed her on a 72 hour hold. But there is nothing to show that she had any type of debilitating disease. She talks about having this mental illness since she was 16 years old and it's never repeated anywhere. Not even her family. They're like, "Mm, no, no, she's never had anything like that. Never been on any medications, never been hospitalized. In fact, one of the one of the things that I watched is said that she was malingering. Mm-hmm. And so basically that she was feigning mental illness for a secondary gain. So the, the insanity gain would be not going to prison. Right. That was thrown out. I mean, she's not insane. She knew what the fuck she was doing. So on May 8th, 2023, after only 30 minutes of deliberation, Letitia Stout was found guilty on all counts and sentenced to two life sentences without parole. And the more that I watched about the bitch, the more I was like, I fucking hate her. She got in trouble many times during her trial because she was like <laughs> scratching with her middle finger. That's actually kind of funny. And um, making faces, laughing. Like yeah, talking. She was probably trying her hardest. To she look was crazy. trying. When I watched, she would be talking to her lawyer and they'd be giggling. That's because the lawyer's like, don't kill me. Well, even in with, with her, when the uh, psychiatrists were interviewing her and they played the interview, it was like me and my lawyer put this together. So like, I mean, that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to help their client not look guilty, but it was just so, it was just so bizarre. And it's like, if you watch it, you can be like, she's fucking lying. And that doctor, all she did was talk about everything she's done in the past. I felt really bad for her. Because she seems like a knowledgeable lady, but she was not answering the fucking questions. Like they were asking her a question and she was like, well, 30 years ago, I did a study on, you know, and you were just like, yes or fucking no, lady. God damn it, Jan. Like like she just didn't answer. Jan, you piece of shit. The the questions. And her trial, it was sad. Uh, So do we know what actually happened? Yeah, I read it to you. No, I'm saying like. So why? I don't know why, but it was yeah, in but, to you. No shit. But he was in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. She came up into his bedroom and proceeded to stab him. Right. So they think it might have had a combination of, I guess there was some speculation that they, they did go hiking, but I guess Gannon yeah. had some GI issues mm-hmm. and uh-huh. there was a speculation that maybe he had an accident. He did. While they were he he had an accident. They came home. He got cleaned up. I don't know what set her off. And then the candle thing happened. Right. They're thinking maybe he had another accident and was lighting a candle to cover up the smell. And that's when he, um, that's an overkill though. Because yeah. She said that there were burn marks on him, but they weren't enough for her to take him to the hospital. But what she did is she made a video 
of Gannon crying. And she's like, Gannon, we're going to get in trouble because mm-hmm. we rent this house. Mm-hmm. We're going to get in trouble because we're going to have to replace this. We're going to have to sell stuff like guilt tripping him. And he's crying. She also background. said she said in an interview, too, that she was oh, her and Gannon were working together, that he wasn't going to go to school the next day because they were going to get this all cleaned up because she didn't want to. You don't want to make dad mad. Your dad's going to be really mad. So it was like she had an excuse for him not to go to school the next day. Mm-hmm. And then there was this whole fire thing. But what didn't make sense to me is that there was this fire. But then they left. Like she put the flames out, but then they still left. She drove around the neighborhood a little bit and then they came back. I don't think they did that, though. That's what she said they did. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I don't, don't know, know what the because it is a, a huge escalation in violence. Yeah. Yes. It's. Not and understandable. Some, some at things all. that I read that maybe she was just jealous of him, mm-hmm. and or she was she was mad at Al and wanted to get back at him mm-hmm. through Gannon. I don't know because I feel like it towards, like I said, like towards this this time in their relationship, I think that Dad was or you know Al was kind of already like oh, this isn't going to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, but it is very very sad. The Would trial you, was very interesting. Her family. Was it her brother? I think it was her brother talked about how he actually helped move that suitcase. They were doing something. He didn't know. And he moved that suitcase and he was bawling on the stand. It wasn't funny, but he's like, why, Tisha? Why? And just like bawling. And she has <laughs> absolutely no remorse whatsoever. You think that the stench. I don't, I don't know. And two, here's the thing is that did, her daughter had to have known. Yeah, that's and the thing they, too. Why well, didn't she get in? You're telling me that they drove across country and she didn't notice right. that mom put the bag or whatever he was in under suitcase. the bridge? It was a green suitcase. Yeah. Uh, well, they rented a hotel. They did stay here for a night. What hotel? Um, it was one on Davis. <laughs> of course it was. It was one on Davis. And they had the, um, the, ho- the girl, the receptionist. She was at the trial too. She couldn't. I mean, I mean she, she must have, she couldn't have she known re- a lot. She remembered him coming and checking in, but she was like, nothing was out of the ordinary. Yeah. One of the te- detectives on this case is one of my mom's friends from high school's brother. Small town shit. Small town shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the one that actually made the memorial for oh, Gannon wow. that I drive, I drive by it every day. And I look at it every day. That's, it's got I flowers. Know, since you told me that, like I've taken, I've taken 90 to work a few times and uh, I I think that we should go. I want to put something out there, yeah. but I don't want to get fucking splattered on the highway. True. Because that's the thing. It's a very, it is a very. It's a busy highway. Yeah. yeah. So it had, they had to have been there in the dead of I night. Think that, I want to say they said maybe it was like two or three in the morning. Yeah, that makes it more would sense. be kind yeah. of dead. I wonder if she threw the bag in the water and it washed up. Maybe. So, yeah. Because it's a river. I'm surprised. I don't know. Because that river. There's critters in that moves. river. Yeah, but I he could must see... have washed up early, and he must mm-hmm. have been in that marshy, reedy, yeah. or he just area. got caught somewhere and it just didn't move. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I definitely do want to go and and, and put something. Yeah, there. I do too. And Sarah wants to come too. She said that she would. I looked at it. I actually looked at it yesterday, trying to find where we could pull over and mm-hmm. do it. And there's not really a good spot. We would all definitely have to go in one vehicle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And either mm-hmm. pull in the median because mm-hmm. I'm scared of either a getting fucking splattered. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should do it on the way to work. That way, if I get fucking splattered, I don't have to go to work. <laughs> and then two, I'm scared of pulling over on the right-hand side and going down my idiot ass 
going down into the fucking water we can myself. take my truck that'll be easy yeah, yeah. Take just gonna, truck. we'll take your truck because i got some i got all them all-terrain truck tires oh yeah yeah we'll go leave something <laughs> on behalf of lady you're scaring us yeah yeah i think that that would, that would be good because it is a very very sad story i mean he didn't deserve no yeah. no kid deserves that no but yeah, she sad, deserves, sad, sad story. Yeah, I hope she's, she's getting bitch. her fucking ass beat in she jail deserves, every fucking she day. The chair. She should have gotten the death penalty. Yeah. Did they not fuck have it her in Colorado? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't even look into it. I was probably just, not. I don't like the bitch. Not like her anymore. Mm-hmm. Tisha, that's intense. Go fuck yourself. But the chances of her coming here—that's that's weird. That's mm-hmm. wild. I know. I know. So anyway, thank you, Sarah, for. I'm suggesting that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, any closing statements? No. What a bitch. <laughs> what a bitch. All right. Thanks for listening. If you don't, follow us on Instagram at lady underscore you scaring us, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.